0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. Sorry for that loudness. I'm super excited today. Uh, I am joined by a great friend of mine. Uh, He is bald. He's bearded. He's a diva. And is a fabulous person. This this friend is like one of those... you kind of never really quit thinking about them. They're always on the back of your mind. They're interesting. They, they pique all of your interests and they never go away. You, you, no matter what you do, you can't shake them. It's like, a, it's like a cold. It's like something that just infects you and sits there and wants your attention. And you just have to give it to it because it's better if you do. Is that a good way to explain my friend Ben Charles? Holy hey buddy. Shit.
1: I don't know if that's the best way to explain me but
0: um N- you're no you're a wonderful human. <laughs> Thank- god damn it. Ah. Uh, What's going on over there, man? Uh, nothing's wrong. It, everything's working fine. I get I've never turned off the update noise on my computer. You know, it'll give you like Lenovo wants you to do this or this thing wants you to do this. And it's just like system updates. Yeah. You know, ad blockers, I've never turned off the factory tone for it. And I keep telling myself, I need to go in there and turn off the tone so that when they pop up uncontrollably, it won't make a sound while I'm recording the podcast. And inevitably, so many episodes, I'll be talking, just this fucking sound pops up
1: why don't you just do it
0: right now yeah well
1: there's no time I, like
0: the. Present i moment. i don't know where it is i would have to that's the thing i don't know where it is exactly to go and find that i have to go into settings and then oh is it in preferences oh no it's it's in personal things and then you have to go into like like a some subgroup in your profile setting and and untick this box that they word weird and that's this, ben, this is exactly what we're talking about. You, you commented on the ease. Well, you, you commented on my comment of the ease of turning on my podcast, right? We walked in this room and everything was off. And I, had, I have so many switches and things I flip to turn on to get everything going. I have to power up this table. Then I have to power up the box. Then I have to, just because I want that light to run, I have to power up my pedal board because that's where it's plugged into, you know, and then power up the computer, turn on that shelf, and like to make it feel like I want it to feel in here, I have so many things to power up. And I've thought to myself when I'm not in this room, and I do this to myself a lot, this is a symptom of my, my fucked up brain, is to feel like I'm accomplishing something when I'm in here and doing this, I have to make it hard for myself. I have to make it a ritual that I have to go through to turn on, turn on, turn on. It's like how I imagine the starting sequence for a helicopter is. You turn on the fuel, then the electricity, then the things, and then you start the gyrators and the rotors and the, the... Turnbuckles and the flux capacitors and all those things are flipping on, and then you got to do all you know. There's a checklist. They write them in a book, and you have pages of it. Welcome to flying lessons
1: with Aaron. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is how to fly in a no, Apache this, helicopter. No one.
0: Th- this is how to be far too complicated in your process to start a podcast. You you illustrated perfectly. You should just make it like one button.
1: That was yeah, what man. you flip, said. Flip it's, on the rack and go right. Flip on the rack and turn on the thing and hit 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 record.
0: It is, but but there's things like. My my computer for whatever reason, and I could look into it and probably figure this out too. It doesn't recognize my interface on startup. Like it'll all, like if I leave it plugged in, and instead of re-plugging it in as a new inner like a new thing every time, it it doesn't recognize it as the primary input for sound into my computer.
1: Does it? If you flip on the interface, does it take over?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, so so that's the thing is it's it's powered through USB by the computer. Right. And so so I just unplug every night when I'm done, I just unplug the USB from the back, reach back there, find it and unplug it, leave it hanging. So that way when I turn on the computer after I've turned on, I got to reach back there and plug it back in so that it goes plunk and my computer recognizes it as new thing and then it takes over and then I can record. This it doesn't work. Is, if this, it- this is the stuff portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is, I'm worked up. <laughs> he's fired up. I can uh, see
1: Aaron right now, he's sweating. I am,
0: I got aroused by, <laughs> by things earlier today, and I still am holding on to a little bit of the jitters from that. Uh, plus, we just smoked a big, fat blunt, and that's taking over a little bit in the subconscious, the rambling portion. How are you, Ben? Thank you for being here. How are I'm, you, buddy? I'm really
1: good, man. Thank you for having me over.
0: Uh, new things are happening for you Mm -hmm. new wonderful things uh for those out there listening it's been about oh five four days since uh you guys released a new song
1: yeah um we have been working on this one for quite a while uh it just kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back for one reason or another and we finally got it out so new single out with my friend ian fike on it who sings for a band called it prevails and uh yeah, pumped on it. Pumped on the song.
0: What's the name of the song? The song is called "Noise in the Signal." Noise in the Signal. It's it's have I've I've listened to it almost on repeat repeat today. Uh, I have the luck of having a musician's mind, and so once I catch the riff, I just can play the riff in my head over and over, <laughs> and over and over again. And the main riff of that song, I've just been had. I did the. I feel the beat of the song like it just. It's, it's one of those good mid tempo songs where. If you want to ride on the quarter notes, it gives you a slow head bob, or you can fucking really rock to it on the eighths, and and it, it just it it feels great. Um, and that's two different ways to groove to a song, man. And that's a killer observation. Yeah, yeah. You have you have that song lends to both styles of groove.
1: It's gonna be a weird reference, but I feel like dubstep is that way,
0: right? Like, dubstep is that way. Yeah.
1: Dub, dubstep has that quarter note vibe where you can just bob your head and be cool in the corner with your sunglasses on, or it has the the faster yeah, yeah yeah it has
0: cut time it, it makes you feel you know the quickness not that inside. i've ever listened to dubstep no never um so i have questions now because uh you know i I've, I've been lucky enough in in being your friend uh to witness like the prog- the progress of this song really you know you showed it to me back in the in early mix and then uh you know you brought me on to maybe help a little bit with part of your uh your band's um well, can I just say, you guys made you guys recorded a music video for it. Yep, we did, and you wanted me to be one of the main people in it. Yep, and you are, and I am, and I got to watch it today. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I said earlier aroused me. Uh, I watched it multiple times. I made you preplay it, which you said you've already done. Uh, <laughs> fuck, it's good. You guys are knocking it out of the park. Thank you, like man. like your music video game, your your the music game. Everything you guys do is really good. I, I have some in depth questions that. Uh, I want to ask about the song, though. So, you you heard the music for it, mm-hmm. right? And then it was kind. Of, you wrote the lyrics. Uh, yeah. So, so I I have like, where did the noise in the signal that idea stem from? What was the impetus for thinking that line? Noise in the signal. <clears throat>
1: um. I think the whole idea... Idea with with calling it noise in the signal stemmed from having there being such a clear like or a, a, a loud. What's um, the best way to describe this? Being able to have
0: fucking dogs. I know. I know. I know I'm it's, listening to them. <laughs> I fucking hate it.
1: Anyway, back to noise in the signal. So, uh, noise in the signal. The idea came from there being. A, a, an overwhelming or overstimulating stream of chatter going on. And whatever, however metaphorically you want to put that into your life, whether okay. it be uh, like as a musician, maybe there is more music and more stuff being put out into the world than ever, but it's hard to latch onto something, or it's hard to cut through if you're on the inside looking out, right? Sure. So the idea kind of stemmed from that, and it was just the the concept of being overstimulated, whether it's by... uh. An abundance of of competition with whatever field you might be in, whether it's music or whether it's uh, it's it's a clothing line or it's a, a skateboard company, right? And yeah. trying to cut through that noise, but also trying to stay true to yourself while you're cutting through that
0: that static. Sure. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think that that is translatable, and you definitely get. Uh, you definitely get like a how do i explain this um you you really feel the sense of wanting to break through when you watch the video you know trying to trying to there's all you know it's it's craft i don't know if i necessarily picked it up immediately just on listening to the song of like almost try you know trying to break through a monotony uh uh of a like a vagueness sure you know, and, sure. and, and
1: be not that way. Um, the video definitely has a feeling of being uh, trapped or confined without, yes. without giving away. I don't know when you're releasing this podcast, so without giving away. Uh, after
0: the video's out. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to put it out Wednesday. So you guys, this, <coughs> this, it, when people are listening to this, the video came out yesterday.
1: Oh, well, look at that. See, time travel is possible, kids, and this is the time portion of the podcast this
0: is the time for thank you thank you yeah yeah so this so you can explain because they will have our i'm gonna i'm gonna have shared the video you know you guys are gonna release it i will share the the link to it it had just premiered on metal injection for anybody who's listening to this and hasn't gone and already seen it but they're gonna already have heard about it from me before this podcast comes out
1: Ah, okay cool
0: i just didn't know see yeah Time travel. I know. I should have probably told you that as well when I was, when you said, do you think I should know? Oh yeah, this is going to come out after the video released. Um,
1: yeah. All right. So uh, even still without giving it too much away in case somebody listens to this and does yeah. not see the video, but right. um, the the video definitely has a very claustrophobic feel to it of being trapped. Um, right. And I, I, that's, that's kind of the idea with the song too. Uh, I, when, when I write, I don't ever tend to nail things right on the head. I, I tend to, like, I might know where the inspiration for a song came from, but it doesn't mean that I want everybody else to know
0: where the inspiration for the song came from, right?
1: I like things to be uh, people to have their own
0: interpretation of the the things that I write. Sure. Where did, okay, so then let me ask this. Um, I know you guys have been, you know, going more melodic, uh, less all the time heavy screaming and more into actual singing. Melodic, you guys are influencing that more, but this one's kind of peculiar because it's I think maybe is that you not wanting to be descriptive about it is is there's not a lot of actual words in it like it's 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 emotive it's very everything is punctual and short and to the point and you're leaving kind of room. In the song, you know, it's not, it's not word, 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 word or the whole time through. You know what I mean? But that, that's what makes
1: things fun, right? Like when you, yeah. when you discuss a movie and you sit down and you, and you talk with your friends about. You guys go see a movie together, right? And then you sit down and you talk with your friends after the movie, and everybody kind of has their own interpretation of what this represented in the movie, right? Sure. Or I, again, some things nail it, like fucking yeah, dude where dude wears my car, nails it pretty much right on the head, right? Like you know what that's about. There's <laughs> yeah. no like, yeah, but. If Good you, point. If you watch something that, um, what did I watch recently? That was that was weird. Uh, Midsummer.
0: Oh, I've heard. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Right, like it. it, it watch it. I'm not going to give anything away with it. Um, so I don't spoil that for you. Even the listeners uh,
0: have se- probably seen. it. I've prob-
1: probably yeah. seen it. Um, but it's it's a weird one. Like it it bends your mind a little bit. You know. Yeah. And you find out afterwards. You sit there and you discuss it. Or uh, the lighthouse was another yeah. one that I've watched. And that, like afterwards, you're sitting there going, "What the fuck? Yeah, like, what, what did I just watch? What the fuck was that?" So I don't know. Good Try point. to do the same thing musically.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's or a, lyrically. I should yeah say. yeah because it's you know there is a lot of uh, like you said hitting the nail on the head music out there that just tells you exactly what it it is, and I think leaving it up to interpretation is smart. Um, being a little subversive and 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 letting a letting a lyric ha- not being specific i think lets the ly- tends to let the lyrics hang in people's heads longer because all of a sudden it's a phrase or a sentence that they can chew on sure and and think of like oh what does this this thing mean what you know it it's it's clever it's clever what did
1: uh how many bands have you listened to where you've thought or had arguments about where your buddy's sure that he knows what the song is about. Oh, right, and you know you know what the song is about, and you go, man, that song was about uh, his struggles with addiction, and then yeah. it, and your buddy's like, no, man, that song's about a girl. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody? Somebody might know. You might be able to Google it and find out whoever, whatever artist you're talking about. Sure, you might be able to figure out what that song was exactly about if they ever told you what it was about in an interview. Yeah, but other than that, like the lyrics are are up up to interpretation. Okay. And I feel like this could segue into something. something Do it. Way weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So I th- I think that there's something um, to be said for uh, word of mouth tales and legends and lore right which we don't really have that anymore like i remember when i was young and i remember in particular when i was in junior high and i lived in a small town uh the way you found out about something was because somebody's older brother went out of that small town and they went to the bigger town that's next door and they found this t-shirt because they found this band and then they came home and they were like you have to check out this thing because you would never have heard of it otherwise, right? Like oh, now with the internet, it can be just, it's spoon fed to you. Like you pull up any social media account and you go, these are my vague interests. Then all of a sudden you have a, a bunch of things that you're being bombarded with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That revolve around your vague interests, right? Because you've been Googling them. You go, hi, I'm a metalhead. I want to I look up what bands are awesome. And you go to your Spotify account and Spotify spoon feeds you uh, artists that you should listen to. Sure, right, they sure. go, okay, so you tend to listen to a lot of uh Metallica, or you tend to listen to Pink Floyd. I'm just looking at posters that are in here. Yeah. um <clears throat> and then your Spotify then generates a playlist for you, and it goes, "Well, if you like this type of stuff, then you're you're obviously going to like this type of stuff, right? right? Well, when I was young, kids, that's not how it was like no. you you had to actively seek out or actively
0: be told what to listen to you know it's 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 hilarious you say that um yeah when i was when i was a youngster you know and you're a few years older than me not much but a few you're you're like a a high school year you would have been a senior when i was a freshman basically okay is our age gap you know you may have graduated the year before i was a freshman or something like that we're right in that range basically a high school i'm in the double zero range so you graduated two thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was five. So oh. there you go. That's that 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 is exactly how old we are apart. Um, now you know we're oldest old So as fuck. so, but I was at I was at you know, I was lucky I think to grow up in Alaska because we we're, we're like five years behind the lower forty eight in everything. Everything just transitions slower up there. And so... Well, how did people up there find out about it? Like,
1: what was the... So, for example, <sighs> like, when you found out about a metal band in Alaska when you were young,
0: how did it come in? How was it imported into Alaska? Was, was right. radio station obviously a big one? So, so when I was a kid, I lived in a very small town in, like, south-central Alaska. And so, we had local radio stations. But basically, when I was a kid, the the combined, like, three or four towns... That were all within eight to ten miles of each other on a peninsula. So we were basically on island. There was one road in, one road out of mainland Alaska. and We were down on the Kenai Peninsula. I've been down there. We've talked yeah. about this. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was like, you know, fifteen thousand people total in the area. We had a couple high schools, but like every every high school had like five or six, maybe seven hundred kids. Like you know, they they were not big graduating classes of eighty. 90 100 somewhere in that range we didn't have like radio stations like you would think from here the the stations we had they played some some local pop but it's i soon came to find out like oh this news this new song blah 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 like hoobastank like remember back in the day when when hoobastank was blowing up in like early 2000s yeah And, and those songs were coming out and the reason and all these things would play on the, on the radio. Well, when that song released in Alaska, it had already been in the on down in the States for like six months out on the radio, like people knowing about it, it blowing up. And then it was popular on our radios and we were like a, a distance behind everybody else and especially metal. There was, we did not have a metal radio station. There, somebody started a local radio station. Two guys bought transmitter shit and played low-frequency FM, <laughs> and... Uh- took over some airwaves in like a 20 mile range. Oh, that's amazing. You know, and just like played to this little area and they were like this local, but they, they, it, I don't think it was with FCC rules or whatever that shit is. And I, they, it, it did not last very long. That little radio station, pirate not, Alaskan <clears throat> metal radio, but they didn't play just pirate every, they played, they played rap that wasn't on the radios. They played, I mean, basically anything, anything that wasn't on the radio. So radios, how did you hear about that radio station is the question. Sitting in my room, as a bored 10-year-old, I had a record player, tape player, radio, like, com- like multifunction box, right? Yeah, Old yeah. school stereo system, hand-tunable, two two uh, cassette tapes, which I could rip from song, record to the other. I could record the record player down to it. It was kind of high tech back in the day. <laughs> um,
1: could you go radio to tape tech?
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I would sit there. And just turn the radio dial. (laughs) And just scroll. Until
1: you found something.
0: Until a fucking station came in. And I would take wire and like make big metal poles in my yard trying to make my antenna bigger <laughs> and like run a run a wire from that out my window because the 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 FM antennas were all wire and so you just run it out and you just had to split the thing and make it connect up top and you could have this big antenna. Tinfoil work great and all this types of shit man. That's amazing. Uh and it just <laughs> you know because the thing was is Anchorage was a hundred and sixty miles away over a mountain range from us and this is how the Kenai Peninsula discovered NWA <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but I so I would try and pick up I never had a good enough antenna I would try and pick up Anchorage radio that was that was the whole thing because they had rock stations they had like like what what I would simulate like city radio big city radio would sound like they had good shit they were keeping up with stuff down in the peninsula we were just behind man that's crazy man it did not travel back. This was mid '90s. You know, yeah, this yeah, was '95, yeah. '96.
1: No, that's to what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. I lived in a small town, and uh, yeah, and it was it was weird when you discovered but, something. Or- but
0: when I found out about the bands that are now my influential bands, Pink Floyd, I, Pink Floyd was my parents, but sure. Metallica was my older cousin, and it came with looking at a cassette tape of the of Metallica. And looking at the fucking jacket labels. You can see I have all the Rolling Stones, Judas Priest, (laughs) ACDC. I have all those good cassette tapes up there. Well, you can fold out all those jackets and it's like a record jacket, but folded up into cassette tape. And it was a thing, lyrics were printed on the inside of them. No, I know that that was how I fell in love with music was cassette tape. Records were around. You know, a lot of those records I have right there are my parents. Um, You know, and they were around, but they weren't, what was readily playable in the house my dad was a musician my mom's a musician so they were always recording on cassette tapes they were uh, easy okay. you could go buy big cas- you can go pax ca- remember packs of cassette tapes yeah, yeah, like yeah. 15 bucks dude and you could just <laughs> buy like 10 tapes raw seven, 70 70 minutes aside and just fucking record anything to them man i'm going back old school I f- it was I, the best i
1: got hooked on music with cassettes too man it was the same thing um i remember okay
0: okay so you you talked about two good ways of discovering music, mm-hmm. hearing it on the radio or hearing it from a, someone who discovered it. You know what the other way was? Hmm. Just walking through a Kmart or a Walmart or anything like that for us, it was Fred Meyers or Kmart were the two back when I was a kid. And you just walk through the music section and pick up CDs and pick up tapes. Yeah, do you remember and when
1: CDs came in the big packs? Yes. They were in like the big like... They had like this long like foot, plastic yeah, frame. Foot. Oh, so that was the security ones. But even yeah. even like when CDs first came out, they were in like a full cardboard sleeve. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they yes. looked super tall, but it was, you know, little little disc. Right.
0: Yeah. Wild. Yeah, but and you would just go and you would... You would look through bands and you would just start at the A's and just pick up A's and, oh, I don't like that. I don't like it. And then you'd look up and look at this one and you didn't know the band name, but the CD fucking cover looked cool or the the tape deck looked cool. And you look at the side and you're like, whoa, what's in here? Or
1: it had that little magical sticker on it that made you want to buy it. Explicit. The parental advisory sticker, which turned out to be the greatest marketing tool. (laughs) Those stupid
0: fuckers, man. They did not get. We We need to warn them.
1: Yeah, warn them. Do it. Do it,
0: <laughs> but that was how I discovered so many. You know, once I, once I discovered a couple, and they, co- oh, this is called metal. Oh, this is called hard rock. In it, the way the store classifies it, I would only go to that section.
1: I remember the cassettes. Like when I first started getting cassettes, uh, most of the stuff that I listened to was like gang- gangster rap. Like oh West yeah, Coast okay. Gangster rap. I was getting like Doggy Style and the Chronic and bone thugs and harmony east 1999 which i still have on cassette um that's the kind of stuff that i was that i was jamming. i was so i started listening
0: to metal in in alaska especially down where we were it it was it it was so fucking white down there where i grew up (laughs) there was nothing like 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 at school dances i remember being in middle school at school dances and uh Thong Song was like one of the most gangster songs that that was out. We thought I mean that was like that we didn't know. I did not understand there was more gangster rap. And then my uh <laughs> and then my dad I don't know if I would classify the thong song no, as gangster. I rap. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. That's the point. But we didn't know. <laughs> we had no fucking clue. And then uh Yeah, dude, it was discovering discovering uh Oh God! Why can't I? Why am I blanking on their name right now? Um, Give me a lyric. Oh, oh,
2: fuck! (laughs) Um,
0: uh, I tell you what. What the discovery CD was? Um, It was where I discovered Exhibit. It was where I discovered. um, uh, Oh God! I have to go to it right now. Hold on. But it was um, Celebrity Deathmatch. Remember Celebrity Deathmatch from back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Well, Celebrity Deathmatch put out this fucking. Um, it is one of the best compilation albums. I'm telling everybody right now. You want to hear an amazing fucking album, Celebrity Deathmatch Volume One. It is. They put it out in the late '90s and it maybe 2000. Um, and it is the fucking greatest album. We I don't remember how we found it. I don't. It was on. It was on cassette. Somebody's t- older brother brought it at Fred Meyer, dude. Something. But it was. <laughs> it, it was a burned CD, Celebrity Deathmatch and it was just the greatest
1: my first cd ever i got uh nirvana's in utero my older cousin gave it to me oh yeah that was a, that was a pivotal moment so i had got a uh a uh, combination tape deck cd player you know all all one mm. unit together oh, yeah. the quintessential uh preteen bedroom musical unit fit right perfectly on the top of your dresser and my older cousin uh yeah. That's the smoke alarm going off, kids. It's a, it's an emergency in here. Hold on.
0: Motherfuckers. I'm
1: gonna sit here and.
0: Would you quit doing it? Quit doing it. We're fine. We're not
2: burning alive. Would you quit it?
1: It's like uh. Grenade.
0: Method Man and Red Man in here. I just picked that fucker up like a grenade. I spun it off the ceiling, opened the door, put it on the floor, and slid it down the floor like I was playing fucking... like I was curling for the Canadian team. And I fucking slid it all the way down, beeping down my hallway into the kitchen. Into the fucking oh, my. It's out of here. <laughs> it's fucking out, out of here. <laughs> Where the fuck were... We? Okay, your quintessential... Uh,
1: Musical unit yeah, yeah. Uh, was, you know, the that... that uh, kmart special boombox mm-hmm. the one that was mm-hmm. that was you got for christmas as a 12 year old lad you know every, i think feel like everybody everybody that's around my age had that in their, totally. their room yep uh, but my cousin who uh gave me a couple cds and one of them being nirvana in utero and that was like the first one i popped in and listened to and i was like all right this is a pivotal moment of of discovering alternative rock music
0: yeah yeah i i I never I never understood Nirvana. Never got it. I, there's some songs I like, but you know to be honest, I I just don't I don't f- get what the appeal is of it.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe you just had to one of those you had I, to I, have been there. I that that's I it has to be.
0: It has to be. It's the same way
1: people like the dead. Yeah, that was never one that I've been on.
0: I'm like, why? What What is the appeal of this? And I've people for those who say you got to listen to it on acid, man. It's the, I've done it.
1: Well, I th- I think it was the community in the time and place sure. again, right? Like the reason that people sure, were connected but but to there's it. a
0: reason that uh, fucking John Mayer. Is a is is the Grateful Dead now, and he, they're turning around and still doing it, and people are still doing it, man. People are still going to those shows and loving it, and young people are doing it. And I'm like, I don't fucking get the Dead.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know about the Dead. They yeah. were they were never. I mean, I, I guess I kind of get Dave Matthews. Like I've been to a Dave Matthews show.
0: Okay, I've never have. Okay. I like I like some Matthews. I, I mean, you know, I appreciate what he does. Yeah. Never been to one of his shows. His band, um, the right, so band is a bunch of savages. This one, Celebrity Deathmatch. This was this was like a turning point album for what music was. It had uh um it had Marilyn Manson, and these are all songs that this that that these artists wrote for this album. They are not just like their songs. I
1: can picture the uh I can picture the Marilyn Manson um claymation from Celebrity Deathmatch in yeah. my head. I can it, picture So the- it's
0: it's it's Marilyn Manson. Exhibit, Eminem, Power Man 5000, Cannabis and Rakim, Shovel, Seven Dust, The Last Emperor, Biff Naked, The Wonder Girls, Cool Keith, Rob Zombie, Primus, Liars Inc., and Lit. Wow, that's a
1: stacked compilation.
0: Dude, I tell you, but, but these artists wrote the songs for this album. That's the thing is they're not just like a, a, a hit song from them thrown on this. These are songs specifically written for Celebrity Deathmatch with wrestling themes. Like, like here's, okay, I'll, um, other than, well, M&M's isn't really, but Exhibit, his the song is called Celebrity Deathmatch. Power Man was a standing eight. It's like a standing eight count. Uh, Cannabis Rock Kimber, I'll bust him, you punish him. Um, Terminator was the Seven Dust song. The Secret Wars, which is, have you ever heard The Secret Wars by The Last Emperor? Uh-uh. I'm going to play it right now, because this is one that sparked... My little brains Oh wait, no, I don't have to do this I don't have to do this, stop Stop, fuck you I'll just plug in right here Alright everybody This fucking song Is like It hits so fucking hard, dude It hits so hard Just check it
2: What if I had the power to gather all of my favorite MCs with the illest comic book characters and they became our synonyms. Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee were coached two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns or interference, comic book characters would go head up with raw lyrics. Now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours and have them sign up for the last Emperor's secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity we need a crazy large arena that might stretch from West Philadelphia to East Medina. If I'm able, i put it on pay-per-view through my label Get free tickets to my neighborhood bums with no cable Yeah, that sounds fat now that we squared away the propositions Let's begin with the ultimate tough man competition Set it off, it's the fight of the century KRS and Professor X battle each other mentally with rhymes These two team captains waste no time Charles Xavier tries to invade Chris Parker's mind He shot a cerebral probe at Chris's mind, but he missed it Professor X taken out by the Blastmasters metaphysics Round 2, new fight, word to life, you gotta see this Locked in Mortal Kombat is Dr. Strange and the Genius Yo, no, son, he's no ma- let that graphic wizard have it. My liquid sword slashes straight through Doctor Strange's magic. Another hero down, and now the score is two to zero. By words from the genius, and he's still my rhyming hero. Now the next fight was conducted in a rough, like manner, specifically between Reggie Noble and Doctor David Banner. Uh-huh. Should I say the incredible horse when he's amped off the gamma? But Reggie Noble soon became Red Man and he slammed him. You know how Red Man gets when his adrenaline starts pumping. Started skitzing in the ring so then the thing tried to jump in. Ben Grimm leaps him to the ring and after Red Man he lunges. But Reggie Noble dropped him with two bricks in. He's he by the bunches. Bums get dirty in the Middle Eastern dungeons. Ready to set this like Columbo with his hunches. Now while the refs clean out the ring because the last fight was so intense, let's do a live interview with a brother named Common Sense. Yeah, yeah, Common Sense So I took it to- Chicago totally take it easy. <laughs> Good look, at common sense. Show that last album was tight. Let me get back to the ring and evaluate the next fight. Now the next fight had to be the craziest of all times. We got Dr. Octopus versus the mighty Buster rap Dr. Octopus versus Buster, man, that stuff is dead. He'll get his eight arms ripped off going up against the dress. <laughs> now that's Dr. the octopus. All right, it-
0: well, that's fucking song. I was 10 or 11 when I heard it. And I was like, okay, first, this is fucking amazing. Like, just the, the rhymes, the the way he composed and put together all of those fucking MCs and all of the comic, like, just the, the idea that that could be something that a song was about. I heard that and I was like, holy shit. But it also, that song led me to go, why is he naming all these guys? And who are all of these guys?
1: Oh yeah, well I mean that was the thing in hip hop back in the day, man. is everybody was getting shots on everybody's records, right? Yeah, was, that was cool. You discovered a lot of music that way. I had
0: no idea. It was it was this album and that song in specific that led me and just opened my mind. And then you know what I figured out? I was like, yeah, it was it was like year two thousand, right around that range, ninety nine two thousand, and um, middle. I'm in middle school, and LimeWire. Is becomes a thing, and you can download music on the fucking internet. I didn't hear about Metallica. I didn't hear about Napster. I had never even learned about those things. The first one was WinMX. Do you remember WinMX? mm Ah, this See, was- See, this is like
1: in my tweener stage. Like, this was when I was like out of high school, but I was like still not, I was like I wasn't tech savvy even in the slightest, so like-
0: Gotcha. And you were you doing music at all at right at that time, right out of high school? I can't remember from the last time we talked. It was no, so long No, it
1: wasn't right out of high school. I was probably- when I got in, what
0: was what was senior in high school been like? I what was because you were obviously into music, you were listening, to, but you weren't a musician or a, a singer yet.
1: Yeah, well, no, I had a high school band that I was like I wouldn't call myself a singer in, but I attempted to okay to uh, make some noise with some some friends. Um, but the I would say that probably was done my senior year of high school. And then out of high school, I wasn't really in a band. And then, uh, did you want to be? Yeah, I think so. I think I always, always thought that that was what I wanted to to do, no matter what. Um, especially after getting a little taste of it in high school, playing my first show was at a place called the Paris Theater in Portland.
0: Oh yeah, <coughs> actually, <coughs> as guess, a high schooler.
1: Yeah, I guess technically, Ooh. I guess technically, um, we played at my high school it was my first show ever. It was like a. I don't think it was about all of the bands, but it was like a, a, poor, was a, a school talent a show. School, or something? It wasn't even a talent show. It was like very specifically toward bands. I remember okay. it could have been about okay. all the bands, but but I don't remember it being like a competition. Right. Um, so that was probably the first gig of my life. And then, uh, and then that same band, which was called Beyond Reason, um, that <laughs> band played at the Paris Theater when I was in high school. I remember that.
0: And then, I love band names. Do you remember who made up that band name?
1: Um, yeah, I, I. So we had we got like an older guitar player who was like just out of high school when we were. I was I was like the middle child in the band, so it gotcha. was like gotcha. Um, the drummer and the <laughs> guitar player whose house we jammed at were both younger than me, and the guitar player that we had recruited was just out of high school, and I'm pretty sure he came up with the band name.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a nineteen year old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Beyond even know if he was nineteen, I think he might 18. have been. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Beyond reason.
1: Beyond reason. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Per show Paris Theater, which oh. is uh, which is a wild time. Wow. <laughs> and then yeah, I wasn't in a band for till I was probably nineteen. I that band was done um probably my freshman year of high school or my uh, senior year of high school. And then wasn't in a band for the next couple of years. Uh, Still a music fan, obviously. Sure. Still went to a lot of shows. Um, But then a friend of mine who I was actually in high school with said that she knew of a band that was looking for a singer and said I should go try out and uh, gave me one of the band members' phone numbers and I called them. And they were like, you should just come by and jam. And uh, I went in and it was a. Felt like a good fit at the time. They were doing exactly the type of music that I was listening to at the time—the Slipknots and the Mud Veins. Yeah, yeah. And so I joined this band called Six that um, was already pretty established uh, as far as a band goes. I don't—they hadn't played out yet, but they had played together, um, and it, it felt like the fit from the beginning, from the first time jamming.
0: That oh, so so after high school. 6 was the first one you you joined into. Oh, that's amazing. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah. That's fucking wow. That's cool. <clears throat> that's fucking rad, man. You, was, you think back to those times is it weird? Is it weird to think of a you at that time? No. Or do you feel like that's a different person?
1: I uh, yeah, in some some senses, I feel like it's a different person, but also in others it, it just doesn't feel like it was all that long ago, you know? Really? Well, the the memories are super vivid, so it's ah. Uh, it's it's it was before the um the damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before the damage. There's a band name right there. <laughs> yeah, beyond Run. reason and uh, before
2: I, the damage.
0: That's
1: a I have a running a list of list li- of band names. Do you really? Mhm. Ah, don't should,
0: read them off. No, I'm not fuck
1: no, not for these greedy fucks listening to this podcast. Forget that no, one I,
0: that he just said. Forget that one he just said. I just oh you motherfucker, I just did. <laughs> <hit. laughs> you just Jedi mind tricked me. Uh, before the damage. Yeah, yeah, I do have a running list. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right, hey, I'm going to ask you a question. Hit me. So when you guys when you went, oh yeah, that's a good Just verified one. that it's a, a list. Oh running yeah. List. Oh no. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a legit notes uh, notes. All no. right, hit me. Go. Questions go. Uh, went so in the studio. This the song has a lot of emotion. Uh, noise in the signal for you. Going in to think about recording it. Okay, so do you think about how you're going to sing it when you're writing the lyrics for it, or do you? You
1: you mean like sonic, like sonically how I think it's going to sound? Yeah, I I think I have an idea of it. And then when I get in the studio, it usually takes me a while to figure out how to how to get it to where I want it with, what is my, that with process? my voice.
0: What is that process? I mean, do you do you warm up slow? Do you come in there and like it just like-
1: it depends on what we're doing that night and it, it you know, sometimes I'll overthink it to the point where it's like I want I want this um I want this really raw performance. I want this really emotional performance. I don't yeah. want it to sound like you warmed up heavily ahead of time. I don't want it to sound mm. you know, sometimes you want that you want that feeling. You want that uh <sighs> The,
0: the little bit of actual physical pain and pushing through that feeling. Yeah. Sometimes it works, but sometimes you, you know, you fuck hurt yourself. You hurt on yourself. It. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. That's, that's interesting. And, and
1: then there's the nights that are magic where it's like, you feel like you're, you're, um, you're just in that zone
0: and you're more comfortable screaming.
1: Um, no, I mean, I like singing too. I just, I, I, I get more opportunity to scream gotcha than i do uh with singing and 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 singing uh, this is something that took me a long time to learn is that uh you gotta have good monitors man i mean if you're if you're gonna sing like you can't because if you don't have good monitors you're gonna try and push your voice too loud which is gonna make your vocals not sound good and you're gonna you're gonna you know either over or under correct so you
0: run hot in your headphones
1: i run it depends on what i'm doing if i run if i'm singing really clean stuff i pop one headphone off and run really low
0: Oh, so because I oh, I, so you want to hear your actual natural I, voice? I want to hear room. the
1: melody in my voice because I can I uh, can tell if I'm uh. if I'm in or out that way. And this is I mean that's stuff that took me a long time to learn because I'm right, not right right well I'm not yeah. a fucking real musician right like I don't I don't read music or this is all just getting in there and trying it and then trying to g- grab little pieces as I go. You
0: can say that, but you've been singing for twenty years.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I still don't feel like I'm very good at it, but. I mean, well that's the- what every <laughs> that's what
0: every struggling artist says. We've had this discussion many times.
1: That's I mean that's it, right? Like as, as an artist in any capacity. Okay,
0: so where's the where's that internal feedback loop start kicking in? When do you when do you go from like positive in, inner affirmations to going in turning back folding back in on yourself? How what does that
1: Oh, man, I mean that's that's such a complicated question because it, it depends on a lot of things. It can be set in setting. It can be like what happened earlier that day. I mean, who the fuck knows? Like, who do you have? Do you have a
0: pretty good inner inner monitor at that? Like, where you're at in that level? Like, can you be sitting there? Because for me, maybe let me add contest, and and maybe someone's confused when when like if I'm doing something that I care about, whether it's learning a bass part or painting. um Actually, that's why I do a lot of painting is because it, I have to, I go into it thinking I'm going to do a good job, and then it doesn't turn out like I want it to. I, maybe I had an idea in my mind of what I wanted it to look like, and then when I go in, inevitably, my physical performance isn't going to do what my brain can imagine, right? And then I start going, oh, I'm letting myself down and i will go from positively affirming that i'm going to do a good job painting to immediately as soon as my it doesn't match as soon as they they don't cohere they're offset you know whatever you want it to be your idea and the reality are misaligned my brain immediately goes oh you're letting yourself down oh you're not good enough oh oh you're you're oh maybe try a little harder and then i'll i'll start coming up with corrective measures to cancel that voice and so then i'll overcorrect and i'll start maybe go painting harder or I'll, or i'll pinch my I'll, I'll feel myself pinching my paintbrush harder and doing physical manipulations to like overcome a negativity maybe and then that in turn makes me mess up more and and this is i think something that's can is translatable to a lot of things is
1: well, i think being being able to stay fluid with the circumstances is big when it comes to creating yeah. anything right whether it's painting or whether it's music but you know giving yourself permission to accept that it might not be the way that you envisioned it or the uh, way that you heard it right but but that's part of the process I mean a lot yourself- of times that leads you to a
0: cooler idea yeah I mean yeah yeah I, I guess I just I'm I'm I still have problems with the awareness of me doing it to myself that's the thing is i will find myself 10 or 15 minutes into a negative cycle of i realize oh my god the last 20 minutes of me painting this or the last the last half hour of me playing bass i've been attacking myself and then creating a situation where i'm not good enough and i have to feel like i have to overcome it and then i let myself down and then And I don't realize it when it happens.
1: But how many times does the time just disappear when you sit down to create something? All right, you sit down to create something, and then all of a sudden you—well, you stop and you go, "Holy shit! Look at this whole thing that I made." Well,
0: I would, I would, you know, honestly, I spend more time when I sit down to create. I spend more time dissatisfied with what I've done than happy with the end product. I spend more time deleting and restarting. And being unhappy with the progress of m- me creating, I have a song right now that Earth to Ashes is doing that I have a bass part to write, and I know exactly what to play. I'm just unhappy with everything I've ever done on it. I feel it feels unmotivated. It feels it feels uninspired. I, 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 I and it's self critiques. I hear.
1: But it's clearly not that way with everything you do, right? So you have, of the, course, you, no, of course. But you have the moments where, where at least my, when I feel like my best creation happens is when I stop, and I focus on a project and then the next thing i know i look and four hours has elapsed and i go holy shit i like made this thing right and uh, where you're just where you feel like you're pulling little bits of creativity out of the air to make something right yeah and so you know you'll you'll hear athletes refer to it as like being in the zone right like when when fucking jordan goes out and scores 100 points right like he he refers to that space of being in the zone or
0: sure sure
1: Whatever, whatever it is, right? Like master chess player, uh, master martial artist, like a jujitsu athlete, or like the zone can mean so many different things to so many different people. Like you look at Tyson, right? Like Mike Tyson, his zone before going into a fight was like he would talk himself up, talking about being a god before he would go in there, yeah, to fight somebody. You know, so I don't know, brother. Whatever, whatever the zone means to you, I would say that (laughs) uh, I would say that the the
0: problem is, is, is. I think it, I think it just really boils boils down to practicing self awareness uh, and practicing you know kind of having to mentally keep checking yourself and and reaffirming uh, it almost it, it here's the problem another thing I, I face and I wonder if it's the same for you when you're when you do get in in a funk where maybe you're not happy with your performance or or just unhappy with yourself in in maybe a, a, a how you're accomplishing a goal, something like that. Um what do you do to get out of that? What is something that maybe you tell yourself or when you catch yourself being that way, how do you first how do you get out of that?
1: I feel like there's probably levels to it. I feel like there's sometimes it's all circumstantial. It
0: you're, you're, okay, okay, okay. You're 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 doing what you're graphic designing. Okay, and you have a logo you need to come up with for a new product of something, and you've just been spending a couple hours on it. You're trying to come up with an idea. You're laying some stuff out. Now you don't like the way that looks. You kind of wipe some stuff away. Come back. You're not happy, you know, you get in, do you get in modes when you're not happy with yourself when that's happening? Like,
1: absolutely. I feel like everybody does. I feel, uh, yeah. So what
0: do you do for,
1: well, I feel like the, the one thing with staying creative is you have to practice being creative. So like force yourself to, to try and be creative on the spot as much as possible. Obviously that's not going to work all the time, but I feel like that's one of the biggest things you can do is, is just to, to test yourself and practice with coming up with ideas for shit on the fly. Right. So if it is like a logo design like that, and I know that I have a deadline, right, I try to give myself enough time to think about it because that's a big part of the process of actually sitting down and thinking about it. If I sit down to work on something and I keep trying and trying and trying and it's absolutely not working and I can't, I can't bust through that, you know, creative block or whatever it is, then I usually try to do something extreme to change my, not extreme, but like something to change my environment. So I'll go work out or I will go, uh, you know, jump in a fucking cold pool or i will so it's
0: a physical change
1: because it pulls you out because then you're forced to think about something else it's forced Ah. meditation i mean i don't i don't meditate well on my own because i i i can't just sit down in silence like i always have to be doing something Mm. so Mm. anytime you can you can force meditate on something interesting I th- and that can be a lot of things to a lot wow, of different no, people. No, you're
0: right. You're right. Forced meditating. That's a, thats actually, a, I've never really heard that term put that way before. Have you ever
1: tried one, to do one of the singing bowls where you tap the bowl and you go around with the thing and it makes the mm. no little, okay. So it's really hard to do. I've it. done it with wine glasses and my finger. So kind of the same thing. So the same idea, right? It's a perfect balance of whatever you're doing. It's the perfect amount of pressure. It's the perfect speed. It's the perfect thing, but you have to set up all of these factors and, in a line to make it work.
0: That's the, what this podcast is. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the perfect thing is because you have to you have to manage all of these different factors going into it that your mind literally can't think about anything else because there's so much to do to make this such simple task happen. It could be a balance board, it could be it could be a lot of different things. I mean, you could yeah. do this. Some people can do it with just sitting down and do it you know just 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 focusing on their breath and going some people can do like the breath of fire kundalini yoga and like where they're they're seriously focusing on their breath but keeping their breath going at a certain rate sure um and so i i feel like any kind of forced meditation even if it's for just five minutes even if you just do something to to stop your brain from overthinking that particular task that you're trying to accomplish
0: yeah yeah uh that's what that fucking cribbage board was for 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 months at that's what that fuck. And then the box coming you should, afterwards. You should post a photo of this
1: um, in the in the podcast link. So Aaron has hand. Can I tell them? I mean, yeah, I've <laughs> talked about it a couple of times, but never really in depth. Aaron has handmade this gorgeous cribbage board that basically looks like a fucking mountain path. Uh, and it's incredibly detailed. There's miniature trees. There's like a dock and a swing and a watering hole. And it's it's fucking awesome and he needs to post
0: a photo of it that's see that's the thing like uh, uh, yeah i I, yeah i I guess i can i'm i almost i almost i've so i've taken a shitload of photos of it and i'm unhappy with every photo of it oh you're you're too self-critical man i i (laughs) will the it doesn't there's it's one of the it nothing nothing i don't know it you're right I just tried to come up with an excuse to to combat you telling me that, but you're, no, you're right. Yeah, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, you know, and not be so
1: overcritical. And especially if like being overcritical prevents you from actually putting stuff out, then I think it becomes detrimental to uh, to one being an artist. Like I have a bunch of friends that are incredible musicians that write... That was a, just just say that like, a, you should make a game out of this. And so every time that that sound goes off, it's like you automatically have to, yeah, you can take a shot or you like automatically have to uh,
0: switch gears into like a game. Okay. Into a game. Well, it's, that just happened. So we're going to switch gears right now. Cause it's going to be funnier it. down the line when it happens.
1: And then everybody like, what's the name of the game going to be?
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm just going to ask you a question. No, but what's the name of the, Is that, is oh, that what it's going to do? Yeah, we have to decide.
1: Yeah. I want a new rule for their show. Okay. Okay. It's like a drinking game cool. equipment. Well, anytime game.
0: anytime the sound comes off, we have to
1: uh What you're witnessing right now is uh, the birth of procrastination. So Aaron doesn't want to go in and figure out how to turn that fucking sound off. So instead of eliminating the sound, we're going to now turn it into a game. You're right. And let this be a metaphor for life, young listeners, that uh, sometimes shit's going to happen like annoying noises are going to pop up out of nowhere. And they're going to potentially ruin your fucking podcast. (laughs) Or when life gives you lemons, right? You come up with a new game. You come up with a new game uh okay we'll call it the lemon game we'll call it the we're gonna call it the lemon i think we're gonna call it the lemon it's got to be something that everybody like your guests can shout so like when it happens and it
0: goes bling everyone goes uh oh i was just gonna say uh okay because because here's where my brain went you said when life gives you lemons that's the sound boom then make lemonade out of it so or maybe we could call it the lemonade game but, but it's how about when it's... life gives you lemons, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> all right. It, when life gives you lemon, don't take yourself so seriously. So, tell me, tell me a story about a time when you definitely did not take yourself too seriously and did something that could have been entirely embarrassing, but you weren't embarrassed about it. I'm almost 40 years old,
1: still trying to play in a heavy metal band. How about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the kind of self-deprecation we like around here. <laughs> That's Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> mm, okay. No, I see it. That's not a good game. We need a better game.
1: Uh, we're coming up with it on the fly. All I right. know. Uh, yeah, I think... Okay, I don't know. You could play a commercial every time the uh, the, Ooh, the, I sh- the lemon goes off. I could. And that'll give me a chance to refill my, my, my beverage here. Uh, well, let's do it. All right.
0: Hey. Jason and I suck at heartfelt shit, but y'all are some bad man pajamas out there. When things feel bleak throughout our week, we think about time and stuff. The positivity from our guests sharing their passions and listener interaction has been eye-opening. Time and stuff. When life is a little dry and itchy and you just can't
2: quite
0: bless the rains down in Africa, remember us. And stuff. When you've been rockin' and a-rollin', rockin' and a-reelin', but Barbara Ann still won't take your hand. When McDonald's decides that you're gonna have it their way today. And long after Subway isn't fresh. When you're on Hoth, and the call comes down that the ATATs have landed, and you know it's cold as balls outside, you gotta pick yourself up. Go out, climb in that snow speeder, and take down those four-legged bastards. When you get knocked down, get up again they're never gonna keep you down no matter what the song put on those red shoes and dance time and stuff we'll be singing
2: when we're winning
0: time 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 stop stop This podcast is brought to you in part by Unwanted Tension. All right, man. So we've been, uh, we've been, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Uh, it worked. The, like the joke worked. It worked
1: on me and I'm fucking sitting right here. <laughs>
0: Oh man uh, um all right hey, uh I'm gonna ask you a question. I wrote down you wrote it down i did I wanted I didn't what's something that keeps you up at night
1: I don't know I mean usually i'm if I'm staying up at night it's because I'm working. no no no,
0: like like something w- what is oh, maybe mean a, me- metaphorically yeah what what is it what is maybe a recurring thought or or something that when you're sitting there finally deciding to go to sleep and it's something that just tugs at you, and maybe you can't fall asleep too because it's the last thing in your head. You know what? What is one of those things that kind of besides my own self-loathing and anxiety? Well, if that's like, what you're it talking is. about, like a problem with the world, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Maybe, maybe something big. Maybe something unknown. Maybe a uh, one of those things that just doesn't kind of escape your brain. Your your wonder stick. Um,
1: it's a good question,
0: man. I mean, do you have one of those? I, I don't. I don't think I have a reoccurring
1: thing that no. I do that with. I think. Uh, the the normal stresses of the world and the the normal political climate shit that causes tension between friends and family members and like oh. I don't not not focusing on the details but just the fact that that happens
0: is it conversational based is you, you think do do you spend time sitting there thinking about conversations you could have had with somebody or would have with somebody yeah
1: yeah do I've, you do yeah I've, yeah sometimes sometimes I feel like or somebody will um I I've really made a point lately to not get sucked into any social media uh drama or banter people trying to sway people one way or the other for their own their own biases right um so i don't necessarily focus on the topics too much uh like maybe i did when things were a little more spicy in the in the political world yeah yeah um it's i think the world is nice like when politics become boring right again but you know when when things are bad and i think when there is tension i think the uh the, the best creation of art happens I feel like the best music comes out yeah. then yeah this year being a little bit weirder obviously with a fucking global pandemic happening but
0: yeah you ever do you ever find yourself like just you have a weird interaction with somebody and it could have been years ago and then you'll just sit there in the car and all of a sudden remember that incident and all of a sudden you're having that conversation again and you're just like yes yeah, sometimes, fighting over sometimes it again. that
1: happens but i usually do that with more things that are current current yeah I usually do that with more with more mm-hmm. whatever's happening that over.
0: means you're good at letting stuff go yeah, yeah. That's I good. think that's I, healthy.
1: I don't. I don't try to let that stuff weigh me down, especially if it's something that I I can not fix or something that has already been fixed. Oh yeah. Whatever amends may need to be made for it, but huh. what
0: a novel idea to like work on that, huh? Just letting stuff go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people are happier in life when they can do that. No, they probably are. Um, interesting.
0: Yeah, the thing that the thing that keeps me up at night.
1: Well, people can do that with positive shit too. People can hang on to positive things, and that can also be that can also oh, be detrimental, right? Like is. you can hang on to something and go, "Well, that was the best time of my life, and it's never going to get better than that." And so that you might think about it, it might be in a positive context, but you might think of something like, "Oh man, you know, high school, man, holy shit, fuck my my senior year of high school was the I greatest was... thing in the world," and that's where you stayed because it could never possibly get better than that, right? So, so even being positive can be negative.
0: I'm not that guy, but I have a couple friends who are.
1: That. Oh, I, I think we all do. I think we all have friends that are stuck, you know. And I mean, fuck, there's people that do it with the bands they were in in their 20s. There's people that do it with, there's people do it with all kinds of stuff. They yeah. they they get kind of lost in that space or in that time.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 lucky that my brain doesn't work the way to to idolize time periods of life. Uh, I just idolize uh, if if anything if anything the the what I would. I guess, enviously want is, um, you know, internal stuff, uh, uh, being more motivated, being able to to not fall into spirals, being able to, you know, those kind of things, being mentally a little more strong. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, forced meditation. So that's one thing. And that's, that's what video games are, man. Pulling
1: video- yourself out of a toxic thing. Whether it's a long-term toxic thing or whether it's a short-term toxic thing, like you're working on a project and you're way yeah. overthinking it to the point where you're you're telling yourself negative shit, right? To the oh, point. Yeah. But it, part of part of me is like, that's the struggle of being an artist, man. Half, well, the, it half is. the time you're the greatest thing in the world, and then half the time you're the fucking you have no business doing the art that you're trying
0: to do. You just can't let you just can't let it. Um... You can't let it become a point of procrastination. And that's what I, that's where I actually struggle is going from, Oh, I have to use this, this crutch avoidance technique, something to get my mind off of the problem I'm having to maybe refocus. Like you said, forced me- meditation, uh, stepping away, playing a video game, doing something, going for a run, doing something to, to break it from. And then all of a sudden it, that becomes becomes the, the the pro- procrastination method of saying, well, I need to, I, I need to get my mind right, so maybe I need to do this before I do this, and then you never end up doing the goal. Or you just take far too long on it because you never actually sit there and focus on the thing that's. But causing sometimes the that anxiety. can lead you
1: down a different path, right? So I mean, this is what I meant by when I was talking about all things being fluid, like and circumstantial. Okay, so. Because you could take these paths and you can get caught in these cycles. Like, again, having this positive thought that is a crippling positive thought. Sure. That positive thought keeping you from going out because nothing can get better than that. So, again, positive while it's negative. Yeah. <clears throat> but you can get caught in these cycles where you find your new thing that is your forced meditation. Okay. And that forced meditation could be whatever it could be jujitsu, it could be, you know, it could yeah. be basketball. Yeah. But then you find yourself thinking about those things. To the point where it's it's detrimental because you're either spending too much time focusing on those that you're now neglecting other things. So right. staying fluid.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes that makes plenty of fucking sense. Um, it's just tough, man. It's it's tough. Uh, you know, to to break any negative cycle. That the problem is 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 some of the negative cycles that people can find themselves in, and maybe. You know, a more common but less detrimental one um, is a comfortable place to sit.
1: It like can, while, while you're crafting? Like while you're... No, uh,
0: while you're avoiding the struggle of overcoming your block. Yeah. It, the, the avoidance part, the sitting there and not wanting to do it and finding an excuse to not do it is, is a comfortable place to be because... While you're not accomplishing the goal, you're not having to fail. You're not having to face the possibility that you might fail at it, right? Yeah,
1: but, but getting past that—that's the part. You're, that is like, the
0: part. No, a, no, no, no. Getting past the fail. A thousand
1: and, nos for every yes, right? Of course. Like every every of course. everything you try to take in life, um, or, or any shots you try to take, yeah. or anything that you try to create, man. I mean, most of it's gonna suck. Like, fuck, dude. If you if you played out loud and put on CD every note you'd ever played. You'd be bummed, and other oh. people would be bummed, too, because that's... Well,
0: that's where I was asking earlier. That point right there is like where I was asking earlier about when you're in the studio and you're singing, and dis- how do you decide what is what you wanted to hear and never not go... Do you go back... Do you listen to old recordings of songs, even ligature-marked songs that were a year old, and go, man, I wish I would have sang that different now? Oh, you, for sure. Oh, you for, do do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never...
1: Yeah, yeah but I also, I also try not to
0: sit there and dwell on that well no but but every time you hear that recording does it not pop in your head and not always but i don't don't listen to my tunes a lot and
1: the only time i listen to my own music a lot is when it's like in progress like lately interesting you don't
0: don't go back and listen to your old stuff
1: if somebody asked me to hear it but i don't usually like i'm i'll put it i'll I'll focus on somebody's reaction if they ask me to show it versus me watching the performance interesting and if i know it's a part
0: that suck i'll try to to talk really loud over top of it do you think that's common among musicians because i love to go back and listen to the old songs from old bands i was in and like re-listen to them do do you
1: do that for nostalgia though like do you do it because you like it transports you back to that time where you're no no you do it for the from the technical aspect like how fighters will go watch their their old fights like where you can see Ooh, the habits okay. that you are doing. Like yeah, you see that probably. You, you notice you are dropping your 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 right hand. Probably
0: okay. Probably I probably do it for that. I am kind of self analyzing old. St- you know, m- uh, maybe it's like a retrospective comparison between then and now, making sure something I didn't like about that song is not something I am doing now. Interesting. Um, I I I I kind of like the nostalgia, but I um, I don't when I listen to a song, an old song I wrote. I don't not like the song like I still like the songs. I just ne- I just never find myself wishing I was back there again. Like I like them now and I like to go back and listen to like it's like man the only way I can compare it to is it's like loving the 90s era Metallica sound and then going back and listening to Kill 'em All or Garage Days an old you know an old demo tape of theirs and going Holy shit! Yeah, that's not that great. And James's voice sounds like shit, and you can tell that they're not good yet. But the- yeah, but the pretentious metal
1: asshole is going to be like it's their best work well, ever. Well,
0: but my point is, is going. But think of what they become. Like like you're listening to myself. I, I I put myself in that place, and I'm four years, five years, seven years, ten years post me now, listening to something I did, going ah. That guy playing that right there loved the life that he was living at that time, loved what he was doing. He's going to hate it soon. But at that point, he fucking loved that.
1: And See, I, I'm almost the, like, I always go nostalgia whenever I listen to you? old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just it, it, depending on how old, like, if I listen, because, like, current project, like, Marks, remarks, like, if I listen to, to our first record. I, I think about the stuff that I should have done differently because it's current sure. it's on my it's on my plate right there. Go has back
0: a, go back to the first six record.
1: Uh, oh yeah, the first six records are awful. Um, which is funny because I got an email from a kid in Brazil um, a couple days ago asking me for a copy of that record. And like when he 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 wrote the name of the record, which was underneath the surface. He wrote he was like, "Hey, do you know where I could find a copy of Underneath the Surface?" And it didn't like really register in my brain which record he was talking about, right? And so because we had. Uh, the f- the first EP Underneath the Surface, which was god-awful. Yeah. And then we did two records that were okay, right? Sure. And th- he asked me for a copy, and it didn't even register in my brain like which, which album he was talking about. And then when I went back and – because I, I was like, yeah, man, I, I probably have a copy of it at my house. I can just send you one. So he was like, how much would you charge me to send me a copy of that? And I looked at both the records, and I was like, wait, neither one of these – is that name? Is that record? Both of these are the, the records that like are real records, like are, are two real albums. And I was like, holy fuck, he means the he means the first EP. And then I wrote him back, and I was like, are you sure that's that's the one you want, man? And he was like, dude, I love it. It's like so raw, and like you guys were just starting out. And he's like, he's like, I just I, I love these two records. And then he sent me a little promo video that we had made that i had completely forgot about like i didn't i didn't even there was no recollection of this promo video in in my brain that it had even existed and then as soon as it started i was like I, fuck i remember this it was right after that record underneath the yeah. surface came out it was like our first shit it was like from like one of our first shows and and man that
0: that threw me back just just seeing all that that's amazing that's amazing yeah i i often uh yeah i i i, I in the when you say nostalgia, does that mean you want to be there? You wish you were there again? No, just I I appreciate that I was there. Like
1: okay. I, I I think okay. that I think that 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 this ride but, is pretty much about experiences. Uh, but
0: but when you say I appreciate I was there, you think you're that guy still?
1: So, sometimes yes, and sometimes no, because I know how much I've changed. Like I. Uh, uh. Uh, like I know, I know the things that are different about me, and I'm self aware sure. about the things that are different about me from when yeah. I was 21 years old to when I'm fucking 38 years old, right? Like I, I understand that there was a there was a progression.
0: Yeah, I almost, I, I'm, I'm caught in a kind of philosophical trap where I almost, uh, I, I, I unno like, I unwantingly recognize that I'm not at all that person 21, like. Like I, I, I don't actually find myself relating to the person I was then at all. And it's it's funny it's it's not funny, it's just almost surprising. It's like if people you know, believe in, in unicorns or magic or witchcraft and to go, oh you wait, you really think that, that spells work and you can hex people and like you, you think that a magical bag of chicken bones is really gonna do something like to think that
1: but it's part of who you are now, right? It's part of it's, well, it's, well. I mean, in in one way or another, I mean, it is. It's formed who you've become because you lived through that, right? Because no, it, you're right. It, it it If nothing else, it has helped with your perception of the world because you learned from it. Oh, So sure. it was educational, right? sure. Obviously, there's the wear and tear that has come with fucking any choices that we make, right? Whether yeah, you're yeah, a yep. Yeah a racquetball player or you're a musician or you're uh, uh whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have different wear and tear, you know, depending on what you've done. So it's all it's all part of the journey, man.
0: Agreed. No, I gr- I agree it's all part of the journey through, I... t- through time and stuff. Yeah. This is the
1: journey portion. Oh, this is the journey. This
0: is the journey portion. We already covered the stuff and the time. Welcome
1: to a journey through time and stuff, but not necessarily in that order.
0: <laughs> yeah, we 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 stuff time to journey. Stuff time to the journey.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what we're a, gonna call
0: this episode. St- stuff time the journey. <laughs> All right, that's what we'll. Yep, I'm gonna write that down right now because I will forget that and I'll have to go back through. What minute did I say that at? So whether you
1: feel like you relate to that person, whether you feel like, um, sure, when you, because nostalgia can again can be good or bad, right? Like you could you could look back on something and think about how things were at a time, and it might it might. Uh, lead you to some bad feelings while you're reminiscing oh
0: it's it's actually it's it's not a negative thing at all i i i look at it as like man it's almost like if you remember when you were young and you would watch movies and you would you'd would have like your three or four favorite movies and part of you would would like you would feel like a character in this movie would resemble part of you and then you would relate to this other person over here differently than this character. I feel like this I still movie. do that when I watch things. Sure. <laughs> that's how I think. That's honestly kind of how I think of myself then. Like I, I don't find myself in the same way I am not me as an eight-year-old. I am not me as a twenty-one-year-old. Sure, but me as an
1: eight-year-old, I can still picture myself like playing with a fucking ninja turtle, and I still but literally I can, have
0: those ninja oh, turtles in my fucking oh, dining room. I can relate to that character, but I don't find myself equal to that character. I I don't I don't think of myself as that thing. I just find it a relatable part of me now, and like I don't it, because what I what I don't what I what I try not to do is uh ever take on any of the weight of that character like it's, it's 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 it is the equivalence to compassion versus empathy where you can relate to someone and understand someone and feel bad for the pain they're in and be compassionate toward them and willing to help and and help them with anything and then the empathy side of the same thing is you take that same person in pain and then you take on part of their pain being empathetic is necessarily feeling some of their pain to equate with them to to take on part of their struggle as your own to more feel that's being empathetic with someone compassion is the non engaging is the non personal engagement sign because you're you're necessarily well it's not a bad thing i'm not putting a negative spin on this when you're when you practice too much empathy when someone is an empath when they're too empathetic it can be crippling for that person they can they can be around someone who's in pain and not be able to engage with the rest of the world because they are putting too much of themselves into the pain of someone else where it's crippling for them to publicly engage to 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 be a part of something and and it's there is a sliding gradient of that but the empathy side is having to put part of yourself into that while compassion is staying outside of the thing and caring about it but not in not putting yourself as a a thing to hurt or a thing to engage with in welcome to self-help with Aaron. yeah and so i think i do the same thing with myself and looking back in the past is i don't want to take on in cuz there was a lot of pain then dude and it's not that i feel a negative thing now i recognize that i'm i am me now because of then then but i never I'd, i don't find myself being that person right like like it's it's so different M- methodologically the way i think about the world e- every single way i process reality now and how i exist in my day is different than the person i thought and how I thought about the world. Then there's not one, there's not one iota of how I cared about the world that resembles even a 24 year old me to now. Interesting. Like the, just the way I wake up and what I think about and what matters to me and what I care about, and what I let get under my skin and what I let control me and what I do. Like none of that is that that person. And, and it's funny. I, I try. it's, it's witchcraft to me, <laughs> understanding witchcraft when when someone cares about themselves then. Like that's a, maybe that's a point. Do you care about your past self? Like care like like you care about your girlfriend or you care about me or you care about a dog that would exist. Do you care about your past self? I don't know,
1: that's a weird way to look at it, right?
0: Because it's I don't give a fuck about my past self, dude. Like I literally don't care at all about me then. Hmm.
1: That's an interesting interesting way of looking at it. I don't know. I guess I've never even thought about it that uh, introspectively. Like, I've never thought about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: th- this is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> this is going back to my, the other side of me asking you the question, what keeps you up at night? This is the kind of shit that I lay awake thinking about, and then I go, wait, should I care about the past me? Like, is I mean, that is that a quality that is worth having? To some degree, I think you should. Or at least
1: be conscious of, like, the lessons that you might have learned. Be conscious sure. of... of of well I think like what?
0: me now so I have to be conscious of things I've learned from then because I think them now either the i i either it was reaffirmed or it was shot down and and disproved
1: but I mean just because you use that knowledge in an application doesn't mean that you have to be conscious of of Okay. Like every okay. every time okay. you put good that point. skill no. to the test, right. you don't need to go great
0: distinction. Oh, I remember when I was 12,
1: <laughs> right? It, like I don't think I don't think that that's critical and I think if you do that, <laughs> and uh, I learned
0: never to wipe back to front again. <laughs> 100%, right? Like
1: yeah. you don't just because you learned a lesson doesn't mean you yeah. have to reflect on how you learned that fucking lesson okay, every time. No, sometimes it's critical. Uh,
0: so you would you would you would actually distinguish that side from being conscious of the you then. Say that again. You would you're moving for, you're moving too fast for okay, me. Okay, sorry. I would say uh, so so you would actually make a dif- a differentiation between recognizing the you that learned everything and just being conscious of a you then. Like yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. Okay.
1: I mean sometimes sometimes everybody gets down on decisions that they made, right? Or fuck, like I wish I wouldn't oh. have spoke this way to that person. Not if you
0: don't care about that
1: person. I mean, again, again. and
0: But then they're different than you. See, that's the thing is you have to make a differentiation between the you now and the you then to then not care about that person. If you think it's still you somehow, then you necessarily care about you. And that translates 40 years ago. It translates 30 years ago. If you're 80 years old, it translates 80 years ago. You have to care about 80 years ago if you think that's the you that you were then. <laughs> Any
1: minute, there's gonna be a fucking Delorean that pops through the wall,
0: and <laughs> it's me and you, or Graybeard's like, "Come with us now!" You, this is the point in time where you learn too much. <laughs> I was imagining
1: Christopher Lloyd still, oh. still looking the
0: fucking same. Breaks through <laughs> all walls. Um, no, it's it's hard, man. I I don't, I don't know how to. I I don't know.
1: I think it's all part of the process, man. I think that. Uh, Being a little reflective and thinking about choices that you may have made or experiences that you went through or how you could have been better going through those experiences or how you could have maybe gotten more out of those experiences. Sure. But as you sit and you think about that, remember that going fucking forward. Like when you're in a new city and that you've never been to before, like stop on a street and just fucking take take a smell. Mm -hmm. Take a big like you know and go fuck man this is what this is what germany smells like this is what or this is whatever city this is what fucking you know cologne germany smells like or what does
0: cologne germany smell like i don't know i've never been there okay what's your favorite smelling city oh
1: good question favorite smelling city man different things for different reasons
0: well yeah so give me one what pops what what smell from what city pops in your head is something that you loved um, can you take me to a smell location?
1: A, a smellcation? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, take me on a smellcation from your journeys as a young I really,
1: six- I really like the way that the Honolulu airport smells. Um, okay. I lived in Hawaii as a kid. I've spent a lot of time in Hawaii and like, there's like, it, it has smelled the same because they have fresh lays, right? So when you get yes. off the, like, not that when you, every time you go to fucking Hawaii, you get a lay put around your neck, but the airport sells the lays, right? Um, and so when you go into the airport, that's the first smell you kind of get hit with. And f- that fried food smell, right? Which, mm. like, if you've traveled a long distance, like, that fried food smells, smells pretty oh, yeah. fucking good. So you combine the flowers with the fried food smell, and you're like, all right, this is, this is all right. That's a good smell. That's a good smell. Uh, I mean, some, some, some cities smell really bad, but in a good way, like New York has a smell to it, but never been to New York. It's not necessarily like a, uh, a fucking pleasant smell, but,
0: but it's memorable. It's memorable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it smells a weird thing because sometimes I'll hit a smell and it will remind me to like down to like exactly where the fuck I was. Not necessarily like the city, but it's like, dude, I remember like South Miami Pier is that one? Is the one for me? that's a specific location. It hits you and you just write right back to that exact spot. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. I've had I've had places like that where fuck, you'll smell like this is weird. We're getting deep. I was running the other day and uh, I ran past a house and I smelled like a fabric softener from somebody's. and it reminded me of my friend's house in london like it was just like dude i fucking just boom all of a sudden i was like oh my god that's what their fucking house smelled like
0: really so how so how old were you when you were in london uh, i was probably 21 really Mm -hmm. damn how long (laughs) did you spend there um like three weeks that's fucking tight yeah
1: yeah but it's weird how
0: how a smell can transport you back to like yeah that specific spot, what did you think? okay, so you smelled that smell you thought of your friend, you thought of this apartment in London. What was the like what was the the image that popped in your head? what was the memory of like oh, we were playing cards or we took these shots together or or it was fucking honestly
1: it was just they had a hallway because it was like two like the house sort of had like a guest house yeah. that was attached to it yeah. um, which I guess would be the apartment, but it was attached to a bigger house which was also attached to a bar. And they had like this breezeway that went in between, and for some reason, so I don't know if maybe their dryer vents like pumped out into that fucking breezeway or whatever. But that was the uh, that was the the image that popped in my head was that particular like transition yeah. <laughs> area. Yeah.
0: Fucking interesting.
1: Yeah, man. But I mean, that's that happens a lot. Like I'll smell something and I'll boom, like you know, you have particular strain of weed, and you're like, oh it reminds you of like oh this you know this is like there's I don't know what it is but at concerts I feel like like when you're in an outdoor concert and you smell pot it oh, it's yeah. you different it's like oh, a yeah. different different smell of weed mm-hmm. and
0: uh uh yeah bonfires do that for me wood smoke
1: yeah I've been around sm- but it depends on the wood right totally so I don't know we when the power went out a couple weeks ago we had to light my fireplace at my house um because I had no fucking heat for three days uh and what i didn't even know what kind of wood it was but we there's a wood pile outside of my house and whatever we were burning smelled just like the wood that they burned at this place that i stayed at in mexico so like as soon as i like got the fire up and roaring man it fucking hit me and i was like boom this this smells like mahalo mexico like this smells like you know that's awesome pretty wild i should find out what kind of wood smell
0: occasions maybe people should take more time trying to remember smells right
1: that's well, a pretty powerful sense, man. No, we don't have a lot of senses. Well, I tell you senses.
0: what, you're fucking right it is, and have, getting COVID and losing my smell for damn near two months, uh, I, I'm i just now really getting it back. My taste is probably almost all the way back, but it's not as vibrant as it used to be because my smell is still not back. That's wild. S- so like, like man- I wonder if it's
1: something that you can practice. Like, I wonder if you could do like PT for smells. So think about like how psalms, right, when they can smell a fucking wine and they can tell you all the notes in it, or the, the like the perfumeries. Have you ever been in a like a proper perfumery? <laughs> You're fucking laughing at me, dude. But this shit is crazy. This is this is some some.
0: Bo oh, Ben on his London trips, flying around the world, going to perfumeries, a... and not not even saying sommelier. He had an abbreviated <laughs> name for sommeliers, Psalms. So Soms, Soms and a uh, perfumeries. You fucking bougie fuck.
1: Totally, you diva. are a diva. diva. You are. <laughs> um. And it was Paris where I went to the perfumery. Oh, you fucking person! <laughs> the fucking perfumeries. Of course, there's it was. people in there that are pro when they come to, like here, here to to, to think about this. The movie Hannibal. Sure. Okay. You know when she, she fucking finds Hannibal because of the hand cream, right? Yep. yep. She's sitting yep. in a boardroom full of people who take the 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 sample of the hand cream and run it under their nose, and they're like, this is like raw, ambergris, whale-based product. It has hints of fucking lanolin, and it has hints of cedar, right? And these people can t- – this is a movie, mind you, but this is like the example of what the, ner- the nerd level goes to, <laughs> is they can hit that, and they can take a whiff, and they can go – I know exactly where this came from down to the fucking region because of the combination, and this is how they make things like that in this spot. Yeah. So you could develop, people obviously can all develop right, their you're sniffers. You're
0: right. When I was, I remember being a kid, I, I love Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is my fucking favorite nighttime host of all time, other than Johnny Carson. And I was alive to see Johnny Carson on TV still. So don't even fuck with me. Conan O'Brien is the greatest thing to happen to nighttime TV. He is a fucking real jokester. He is quick-witted. He is intelligent as fuck. I listen to his podcast now, and it is amazing. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Shout out to Conan O'Brien. Um, I'm, I'm I'm tall, and I'm a ginger. We should be friends. Um, and he had on his show an ice cream tester. I remember watching it back in the day, and it's someone who can sit there, and all they do is taste ice cream. Sure, And they can just say... What brand? How old it is? Well, they
1: probably work for an ice creamery, right? They probably work for a top th- notch. So they go in. I th- no, they were. It, gr- it was an ice cream. It
0: was an ice cream grater. Oh. They grated oh. ice creams and flavors, and so he would have twenty different strawberries ice creams, and be able to tell what ice creamery it was from and what year.
1: If you can't find a job in life that fucking gets you going, just know that the
0: job of ice cream tester is a real job in the world, kids. Never, I never give up. Huh? I would have, I that has been my secret passion. If I had a chance to start from a young age. Is that just so you could taste ice cream all day? Or it's because you have the... I love ice cream so fucking much, dude.
1: So Okay, so here's the question. So would you rather have that job or would you rather have an ice cream shop where you could make your own flavors? No, I don't want to make it. Meaning, like you could pick the flavors. Like you, you would, you wouldn't have to be the person necessarily stirring, stirring the bucket. Okay, but like if you like to eat ice cream, so my, like I was thinking of
0: of salt and straw, which I don't sure. know if you. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge salt and straw fan. They're fucking great. Yeah. So, so you want to know the greatest combination of flavors for at salt and straw? Period. Hit me. I've I've tried all of their ice creams. I've tried every special flavor. Their salted caramel mixed with snickerdoodle, half and half in a cup. That's the jam? Is so fucking amazing. The salted caramel, the salt in the salted caramel cuts the snickerdoodle, cuts the sweetness of the snickerdoodle. The cardamom, the cinnamon. I do not like cardamom in ice cream. Maybe it's not cardamom. It's it's cardamom
1: sing- is an ice cream flavor that's like was an old school popular flavor of ice cream. I don't like I don't know, I that, don't like cardamom I don't know if because it reminds me of a old dude. That's
0: not dude. in Snickerdoodle, right? Um,
1: I don't know if it is or not. I don't think so.
0: It's it's the traditional Snickerdoodle.
1: Have you ever had the Elvis? Oh yeah. That's my jam. It's all strong. I love banana flavored shit, but not fake banana.
0: I hate banana runs. Do you like banana runs? They're right. No, fuck 'em. I don't eat I haven't I haven't Snickerdoodle. I haven't touched sugar in 3 months, spices. man. Yeah, but when you were a kid did you eat runs? I mean, you got to have a uh, runts fucking were, runts, right? Yeah, but I was more of a
1: gummy. Like I would be like a gummy bears Haribo. Anybody can fight me on the fucking best gummies in the world. Haribo reigning world champ gummy flavor.
0: Ooh, be- uh,
1: Haribo. Oh man, um Black Forest cuz eh, a- No, nope, not even in the same fucking league, so I
0: think so. Here's a problem Here's the problem with Haribo. Gummy bears, while their flavors are great... As a
1: a gummy product line, we're not stopping at just... So if we're going to do bears, if we're just contending bears, then there is... I'm not going to remember the name. They have an oval logo. It's red. Oh,
0: it's red and white bags. Yep. Okay, those bears are fire. They come with like 10 flavors. Straight market fire. They're amazing. They are My lady grabbed a bag at Costco the other day. And
1: these were not traditional gummy bear flavors, which I think I preferred more. These were like a tropical bear. They were whilst Delicious. Oh. She thought they were the best gummy bears ever in the world. I myself did not.
0: I, they were they were great, but I didn't find them to be the best. The gummy, the, the the yeah, Costco ones are not good. The red, the red logo, oval circle bags. I can't remember. Those are fire Haribo. Here's my problem with Haribo product line in general, as far as gummies go, is they're tough sometimes, unless they're that fresh batch. Some
1: people like that though. Some people like stale licorice. Oh. Some people some people like the soft the perfect the perfect squish. I I kind of like them in between.
0: I I like here's what I like. I like a bag of like black forest or the red logo gummy bears that comes super soft to begin with, but then you just leave the bag open for a day. Gummy frogs? Sure. <laughs> um gummy Coke bottles are one of my favorite candies the the best I know but the problem is is they're tough not always <sighs> so there's this there's this candy shop between Las Vegas Nevada and Phoenix Arizona is this is the one that 50 cent talks about in the song I don't know there's a song when 50 cent talks about a candy shop in Arizona uh, he talks about a candy shop well oh uh, <laughs> take it to the candy shop <laughs> you fucker i was like wait what what (laughs) um it may be and uh they had they were like one of these like bulk supplier candy shops and they're open 24 hours a day and they're just on the side of the road in the middle of the desert on the way to las vegas from phoenix and you walk in there and it's just one of those old fashioned places. I felt like I was eight, seven years old. And you just—they have the big tubs that are slanted, and you yeah. just lift open the half lids you and that just bag,
1: and you get to the counter, and they're like sixty-two forty, and you're like, no. Oh, they were cheap? cheap. Remember the ones that were in the mall? Cheap. Like you go to like Sweet oh, Factory, no, no, and you see, fill up your little bag, and they're like
0: twelve bucks.
1: You're like, there's like four gummy bears, two gummy frogs, a fucking edible bracelet, yeah, and a ring pop,
0: yeah. This one had this one was like a a football field indoors of just rows and rows and rows of all types and all brands of bulk fucking candies. We're gonna to have to stop talking about candy soon. I'm sorry, man. I you, I know you're doing the the diety keto thing. You look great, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, where am I? Hold on. I, I made notes. Aaron's I don't even know, know where I'm at. We didn't watch any of these fucking. This is fights. a
1: long format podcast.
0: <laughs> well, we're, hey, we're at an hour and a half exactly right now. We can pull up
1: the fights right now.
0: Okay. Here's what I want to do. um, Because we're basically at the point when we well, we talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. I actually kicked ass in this podcast. I remembered every one of my notes and asked the questions I wanted to ask. Okay. So, um, Mr. Charles, <sighs> ligature marks is killing it. Noise and the Signal is out by the time people hear this. The music video for it is out. Um, If they have not heard it already, if for some reason someone's listening to this podcast, they have not seen Ligature Mark's music video, they have not heard your new song yet, do you want to play it right now and they can hear it? Absolutely. Let's give it a spin. All right. You're listening to Noise and the Signal by Ligature Marks. On a journey. And you can tell them where they can find this. Tell them where they can download it. Tell them how they can find Ligature Marks. I was giving you an ad. Okay, well, thank you for... Now you killed it. I don't want my ad for me on my podcast. (laughs) They don't need to know where they're at. They know where they're at. Plug yourself. Um, You can find this
1: at uh, ligaturemarks.com. You can find us uh, on all social media. You can find this on iTunes, Spotify, Ligature Marks.
0: Uh. Here you go, noise in the signal. Check it out, guys. Yeah, dude. Well, see, that wasn't so bad. No, that song is amazing. It's catchy as fuck. That's been in my head all day. I hope you people, everybody that just listened to that, walks around. Just imagine it. Think it. Sing it. it. And uh, we love you all. This has been great. Uh, Anything else you want to give out to the people? Anything you want to say? Leave anybody with? point of personal preference. Uh, uh no man, I don't want
1: to influence anybody's thoughts like that. Uh if we're doing a shameless self promotion plug, um go please. listen to the
0: song, go watch the music video on YouTube. Um Oh, and please go check out the Dotsusara podcast. You're also doing that. We didn't even talk about that at all. You've just rebooted that. Oh, we can talk about that now, yeah. Um yeah I recently take took over
1: hosting uh the dotsu star podcast dotsusar is a client of mine they're uh, like a hemp gear lifestyle brand they make uh gis. geese you and help
0: design their geese that's true that is true
1: um yeah. I designed the last couple geese that came out uh and yeah, the, the owner didn't want to do the podcast anymore because he had another podcast idea that he wanted to chase. And so he's going after that. I asked him if I could reboot it because uh, we have a lot of friends with Datsusara that are, yep. are pretty incredible humans and they're pretty fun to talk to. With great stories to tell. With great stories to tell. Um, and and sticking with kind of the running theme of, of Datsusara. Datsusara is a Japanese word that means to abandon the corporate life. Um, so kind of like walking your own path and finding your own truth. Mm. Uh, despite what you know the elders might have to say about you yes so well i ain't, yeah that's so that's, most people that we interview on the podcast are people that have done some some interesting things and um, outside of the mold out very outside of the mold yes very yes. outside of the mold so yeah. that's
0: fucking amazing check it out
1: dsgear.com oh yeah oh uh, is that a that's nut shot we got, uh, we got fights on in the yeah, background. And, yeah, guys, and... we
0: just turned on UFC. That's what we've been meaning to do the whole time. It's uh, into the prelims. Dawson just got kicked square in the package. Oh yeah, that was a bad kick. Oof, that was a bad <laughs> kick. This <laughs> fucking game. At least wasn't an eye poke. Nutshots. I'll, I'll I'll forgive a couple nutshots for every eye poke, dude. Like,
1: <sighs> like the last one. Did you see that one? Where <laughs>
0: hooked on the? I don't remember the name of the guy, but it, it hooked his under like <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I'm down for what DC said about changing the gloves. Yeah. Just making formed curve. Make the fingers curve and, and go further down the finger. Not stop at mid-finger, go to the neck knuckle. I agree. I and, totally agree with you. And just make the fingers curved. That way you it's hard to straighten them, but you can still get all your grip and have tactile fingertips. But right? at the same time, it's a fucking fight. I know. So I'm, I'm all for fighter safety, but. Me too. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to watch fights. We're going to get out of here, everybody. We love you. This has been a great podcast. Ben, thanks for the chat. Thanks for taking this all over the place and playing with me today, man. Thanks, this for, was, thanks uh, for having me, man. We really did cover a lot. I think we gave a, uh, some good insights into maybe people who are struggling with you know self-critical thoughts and needing uh, inspiration. It's a hard thing to overcome. I don't know if I <laughs> say I provided inspiration, but uh, it's… Well, uh, hearing even hearing someone talk about it may give them a, a thought to break their bad cycle break their habit allow yourself to
1: have those thoughts though i mean that's part of the process
0: yeah oh that's a good point yeah yeah don't only avoid
1: i talked to a friend the other day that um was having a pretty rough go and and struggling with some depression and because they had gone through some shit and uh and you know allow yourself to do that like that's fine don't beat yourself up over that sure you know what i mean especially if you know that that's the that's the consequences from the actions (laughs) Part part of the process allow yourself to go through it Allow yourself to feel shitty. Allow allow a little self deprecation, but don't let it be debilitating.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you know that's something kind of we're all dealing with in this house right now. We just had our dog one of our dogs die and had to deal with all that and allowing ourselves to feel it. Let's let's uh let's dedicate this one to Hank. Oh yeah, fucking Hank. Poor me one as well, sir.
1: That's one of life's cruel jokes, I think. Uh,
0: allowing dogs to love you to die.
1: Yeah, we'll just um you know, dogs should come close. Like you can get a fucking parrot and it'll live to be eighty. Right?
0: But fucking yeah. dogs, I don't know. Yeah, well yeah, that's that's just the the cruel cycle about We're doing a shot to Hank just for for everybody. For Pour those who are right listening. now. We'll give you five seconds. One, two, three. Oh pause it if you need two, four. Maybe you need five. Okay, shot. <laughs> Cheers. You got to let him do something. Yeah. Fucking Hank was one of the good dogs, man. Yeah. He was one of the real good ones out there. He, uh, I've been around a lot of dogs. I've known a lot of dogs and he was, he was, he was a dog that would look at you to understand your face. Some dogs are just there and maybe they watch your hands and they, they, they're real attentive on hands, but they're always focused on something else going around. And Hank was a face dog. He'd look at you in your eyes. He would, he would, he would really, really look at you and not break stairs for a long time. Um,
1: getting dusty in this room now
0: yeah yeah it is we we're, we're doing good work here sir uh no yeah he was one of the good ones man hank was one of the good ones all right everybody you uh pay attention to the good ones out there if you have one of the good ones sitting there next to you you know maybe as party exercises treasure the moments if you want to think of positivity think of the good the good times with either one of the dogs or just a loved one next to you and
1: that's also why your dog is happier than you are yeah. They're not going back to the beginning of the podcast. They're not dwelling in the past.
0: They're not beating themselves up over the puppy that they once a, were. A dog doesn't care about them their past self as a dog. They live in the present the whole time. Yep. And That's I don't a know.
1: good example of not of being aware of the lessons and using the tools of the lessons that you've learned. Yeah. But not necessarily going back and thinking about the sure. moment you've learned that lesson. Oh yeah. Apply the tools, motherfuckers. don't beat yourself up. don't take yourself too seriously when life's give you when life gives you lemons, don't
0: take yourself too seriously. That's it uh, this has been and, stuff in time
1: stuffing time
0: uh what 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 did we say <laughs> uh stuff in time the journey or st- didn't you write it down? No, I never did actually. it's back there. see now I'm gonna have to go back <laughs> through the podcast and find that time all right. Love you all. Uh, For Ben, for me, this has been a journey through time and stuff. And remember, friends, drive like you know each other.